0: Hey y'all, you're listening to episode 22 of the One Shit Wonder Board Gaming Podcast. And today, the prodigal son returns. Johnny is back and F with a vengeance. Dead. Where have you been? Uh,
1: Just fighting for my life, as usual.
0: That sounds pretty lame. What were you really doing?
1: Fighting for my life. Daycare uh, just gave me every illness known to man this, this past couple of months.
0: I have realized that you have the immune system of like a 84 year old person.
1: Hey, I thought I had a good immune system, but you know, um, after being exposed to all these germs, apparently the people I associate with all have good immune systems. So I really got that herd immunity, but then my son exposed me to the fact that I am actually have a very weak immune system. Apparently.
0: Dude, he's not even two years old. How are you blaming him? That seems pretty poor hey, taste, in my opinion.
1: I was a hundred. I've never been sick since 2019, and then uh, come February when we sent his his butt to daycare, I've been sick nonstop since then. Anyone with kids can probably relate to this. Maybe you'll join us one day.
0: I better not, because I have the yes. immune system of like a super alpha gamer. So nothing will stop me from playing, like sick or ill or dying. Like I'm just gonna yeah. do it. I'm gonna tough it out. Just, so super spreader gamers, what you mean. <laughs> you remember like when COVID first started being a thing and we like just completely took a hiatus off of gaming and then just like somewhere down the line, we're like, you know, I think this has gone long enough. Like let's just put on some masks and just do our best not to like touch each other. And I remember the first time we were playing, we were all so apprehensive about it. And like Tyler specifically, I remember was like, hand sanitizing after every single like move he would make on the board if he like touched a meatball it's like hand sanitizer (laughs) Played a card hand sanitizer hey
1: he didn't get sick so yeah kept us safe
0: but maybe that's what we need to go back to so you can commit to a regular gaming and or podcasting schedule i'm not placing any blame on you but like i just want everyone who's listening to know that it is entirely your fault
1: it is entirely my fault. Hey, you, we found out that you can solo podcast without me, so you know, you there's know, some silver lining to this.
0: I will say uh one of the coolest things that has happened recently is that after my solo podcast episode, we got our first non-IRL friend fan mail. I don't I, I use the term fan mail very loosely because I don't want to assume this person is a fan. But I am very grateful for the compliments about the solo pod. And if I continue to get more praise about solo podcasting, I'm just going to completely cut you from the, from the podcast, from the show.
1: Say, hey, that's my out. So I'll start making some burner accounts real soon here. <laughs>
0: burner accounts. Oh man, was that you the whole time?
1: This is fan somebody uh, emailing you, or this is uh, this is Savic from BGG emailing you about all your great solo content.
0: Dude, you're about to get doxed so bad. Just announcing. I almost doxed your... myself
1: right now. <laughs> no. I had to I had to backtrack. I had to like stutter and backtrack a little bit there.
0: But um you know who you are. I don't want to give out any kind of user info or anything, but thank you so much. That's the first real any kind of correspondence from anyone that wasn't a real life friend or family member or my own wife, and it was extremely humbling. And also just honestly made my day because like, you know, one of the things that we did this year for the first time was start this podcast. And I don't know if you remember, but when we first started doing this, we both were just like, I don't really care if anyone listens to this. We're just going to keep recording it because we just translated our post game discussions into a recording. And then we just decided to publish it. And our first, like, God, five, six recordings were on, like, my iPhone or with, like, that little tiny travel mic. And it was, like, the most, like, half-assed production possible. Like, we weren't even editing it. And then, like, we're 22 episodes in. We both have set up, like, our own little studios in our homes. We're recording on, like, legitimate like professional quality microphones for who knows at least one person is listening I don't know but hey. hasn't changed a thing I still love doing it and I'm really glad that we're here actually doing this now after a pretty long hiatus
1: yeah it's been, been a while for sure and it's it's cool to know that you know even though we said that we didn't we're just doing this for ourselves it's cool to know that some people are actually listening to it so it means that feels like it at least validates some of our talking points and some of the topics we've discussed. So that definitely makes me feel good about everything.
0: I do definitely crave validation. So if anyone is listening, that is exactly what I need from everybody. Just constant validation, especially like playing games. I like to know that the moves that I make is the absolute best move in that scenario. And it always feels so good when that happens. So I assume that same stuff, like feeling translates to like our podcast as well.
1: Well, I'm hoping that feeling will happen one day when we play guards of Atlantis, because I still have yet to see you pull off that sweet move yet.
0: Hey, you keep dumping me with like brand new players and people who just have zero concept of strategic tactical play. Like I can only do so much. I like I am struggling so bad because I love that game so much. But I think I'm a whopping like 0 and five right now, and it's like it's like giving me PTSD because it reminds me of me going like over like what 13 at root, and then like now <laughs> I'm on like a four game win streak, and I never want to play again because I do not want to break this streak.
1: <laughs> so I guess we just got to keep beating you down and guards Atlanta, so I keep getting it to the table. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> you know honestly still to this day i could care less if i win or lose like the puzzle of trying to figure out how to pull off these cool plays it's it's just so great like any even if i get killed by it like someone pulling off something really clever or like comboing with another player just looks so cool still
1: yeah every part of every one of our pods since you got that game like we i always or We we always try to find a way to to plug Guards of Atlantis in. So, you know, hopefully maybe we'll get some demo copies uh, when they launch the second Kickstarter. Maybe uh, we'll get some fans of Guards of Atlantis to to give us some feedback, give us their thoughts, tell you how some some winning strategies maybe would be pretty cool.
0: I cannot help with the winning strategies, but I can definitely help with the just playing the game and being some fodder for you. I don't know what it is. I just, okay, you know what? I actually know exactly what it is. I have this like terrible tendency when I play like certain types of games that offer you like one time use or certain consumable things. You know, like if you're playing like an RPG and you start off at level one and they give you like this like 10 health pot, I will hold on to that pot for till the end of time. I could have a million health and i still have that one pot that i got at the beginning of the game because i never want to use it like i will tread the line of like dying just to conserve that pot or any kind of material and then like playing guards of atlantis like that's my that's like my downfall because i know i have this one really great card and i am constantly searching for like the perfect like situation to pull off this like big play when in reality, I should have just burned it to run away so I don't get killed. But nope, I'm holding on to it. I want to do something cool with it. That is the whole point of why I play games. I want to do cool stuff. And I am struggling so bad on trying to balance that like mentality with actually playing the game.
1: It's a very elaborate way to talk about how greedy you are in, in games. But when Damn, it does, dude, when that you actually is a off, good though. point. <laughs> when you do pull it off. It is pretty sweet. It's it is just, pretty sweet. If you're sweet. playing against me, I will make it my goal to not let you pull it off.
0: I know. I hate you so much.
1: Hey, you can, this is a team-based game. You just got to join my team.
0: I can't, dude. We're mortal enemies. That's why <laughs> like, we can't be on the same team in this game. We have the exact same amount of experience. We're on the same team. Actually, I was about to say if we we're on the same team, we would probably win for sure. But chances are, I'd probably just bring you down to my level.
1: (laughs) I don't know. We'll we'll have to try it one day and find out again. The one time we did play together, we did lose. So I thought it was me, but maybe it was you for that game. No,
0: dude. That wasn't, it wasn't either of us. It was just Brody. It's, it has nothing to do with how well we did. It was just, oh, no, 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 never mind. You were on Brody's team.
1: That was a Mr. Kane and Enrique. Oh yeah.
0: That was, ugh. Big brain
1: team versus RP brains.
0: I know. But uh, anyways, y'all. Uh, today's episode is gonna be a recap of 2022 for us. And we wanted to maybe get back on track with the topic and talk about some of the things that we achieved, recognized, and maybe even like saw a change in some of our habits or behavior, mostly regarding board gaming, but also just, you know, life in general. We kind of, uh, started talking about recording this podcast and I figure that is as good a place as any to kick it off. So like I was saying, us starting this podcast this podcast this year has been just honestly a huge amount of fun. Like we talked about receiving some feedback and how great that felt and honestly like it does feel really good to get recognized for something like this because truth be told it's like there's so many podcasts out i honestly could never imagine a scenario where two regular dudes like me and you actually having people that listen you know like um in this uh email that i got from a listener they actually mentioned that we were featured in Uprising, uh, Curse of the Last Emperor's newest Kickstarter in their like regular updates. They featured our podcast, which is to me really freaking cool, but also simultaneously really crappy because I think that was like the second episode we recorded and it was like listening back to it, the audio quality and like how we presented the information was so much worse than what we have been doing recently. You know,
1: you're so, you're so hard on yourself. Like, I know everyone has, you know, this is our year zero podcasting. And if we keep continuing, I can only see it getting better. You know, like we've we upgraded our, our audio equipment. Um, I thought the uprising, the audio quality obviously isn't up to par, but um, I thought we made a lot. We talked about, you know, the flow. We're still getting to the flow things, but the points we made were still really good. I've listened to that podcast a couple of times, I think.
0: And that's also why I feel that me and you make great partners because you see all these great things and you're like, all right, let's keep pushing let's keep doing this. And I see all the parts where we can improve and how we can make things better. So like, I'm looking forward to maybe hopefully another year, if not more of podcasting with you and hopefully. seeing how, like how much traction we actually get, because I'm not going to lie to you. The amount of board game podcasts that I've been listening to lately has like dropped down to almost zero like i really just listen to our own podcast for like editing and feedback kind of like trying to see where we can do better but all the big ones i used to listen to like i'm not that interested anymore to be honest with you
1: yeah i it think because all the big ones they do cover a much broader range of topics and how they want to have you know like a scattershot of reviews well, I think our pod, I think we're more focused. Obviously, when we talk, we go on tangents and everything, but the core aspect of every episode, at least when I'm doing this podcast, I kind of want to focus and hone in on like what makes a game tick and how it makes us feel. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I feel like it, it is a little bit different perspective towards board gaming than what's currently offered or what I've listened to when I, whenever I dabble in podcasts.
0: Yeah, no. I I purposely try to do something different and more, uh, genuine to how I like to talk about games, because I know that, you know, we, like, we live in an age where there's all these algorithms and hashtags and stuff that you want to, like, feature on, like, your social media posts or your BGG post or whatever to get more exposure to it. I tried to do that, but honestly, I'm just, like, kind of lazy. Like, I'm just, like, Hashtag board games. Hashtag board game. And then oh, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I know. I've
1: been, as, a, as a social media manager for our podcast, I have been slacking drastically. Dude,
0: you can't even call it slacking because slacking would imply that you had done some work previously. I
1: did. I worked really hard. I made an edited video reel. It got like 10 likes. I was like, this is so much effort for nothing. And I was like, <laughs> I'm out.
0: It's, you know, it's all about the social media clout these days. We just got of we really, we're really didn't, counting didn't get on your of, skills.
1: <laughs> I didn't get enough of a dopamine hit from my efforts. So I was like, why even bother and try?
0: Dude, I, no joke. Social media manager is like a legitimate, like hard job. It's like, I, I, I see some like people's posts. And I'm like, how are people so funny? Like they're just constantly churning out these like hilarious memes and stories and stuff. And I'm just like. I I can't do that. All right, Johnny, you're the social media manager. Now you do it.
1: And then I tried, and I was like, no, thank you.
0: Hey, man, when we were at Gen Con, you posted that one, like, video or something that, like, got, like, 10,000 likes or something. It, like, fell into some, like, kind of bot, like, algorithm, and all the bots just were like, yeah, this is the best. I think I have it figured out.
1: I'm just too lazy to dig into it further, but, like, all I have to do is go, you know, I'd have to, like, go through a bunch of reels and see what songs they're using the most or what tags are using the most. And then those are what gets picked up on the algorithm. So if I like just randomly tag, like whatever that's really the song that's being used related to the was FYP for your page or whatever, I, it would probably get more hits, but I'm like, I don't want this to hit like the mass mass people that don't even play board games. Like what, I don't think we're going to recruit anyone that is like just going through reels and randomly sees our, our stuff. I don't think.
0: No, I'm, I'm actually really glad you said that because I don't give a crap about that kind of stuff either. Like Hmm. the Instagram is really just a way for people to like communicate with us without having to like use email, you know, email seems so dated these days. Like it's like just DM me on IG. Like it's so easy. Like who says email me? Like who's going to be like, Hey man. Email me. I'll get back to you in two to three business days. I
1: mean, like, no. Our first fan did email us, so let's not discredit it completely.
0: I know that's true. That's why we gotta have every single thing. How's our Twitter doing, by the way, Johnny? Uh, uh, Twitter went private, so I don't know if it exists. <laughs> did, did it die? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't use Twitter. That's why you're the so- social media guy.
1: Really, we really do need a third, like at least like a like a, a guest host that can manage like that's like super social media savvy because like me and you don't use Facebook. Uh, we don't t- at least i don't tiktok i don't know if you do no and, i i
0: hate tiktok like i, I honestly believe tiktok ruins like day to day life for average people you're like trying to buy like a cheeseburger and like your line cooks like doing a dance on tiktok and it's like <sighs> all right i'm ready for the sandwich now
1: you know what? I think board gamers are relatively immune to TikTok because, like, when we would go to the conventions, I didn't at least I didn't see any random people like clearing out an area so they can do a TikTok. So I guess board gamers are a little bit less less privy to it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. You know, times are changing and we got to try to do our best to adapt. Otherwise, we'll be like left behind like a bunch of boomers. Yeah. Well, this or, time next year. We're boomers.
1: We'll- next year like oh we, we make it to uh, how many how many followers do we have right now on instagram i don't know
0: honestly i think it's like 400 ish something like that which is actually also really cool too because yeah. like i have more followers on the board game instagram page than my own personal instagram page <laughs>
1: that's a good thing
0: uh, yeah, yeah. circle
1: tight but yeah so like but, maybe this year, next year we're we'll like oh crap we have like a, a thousand followers and then you know we'll be or i will have to be start tiktoks and everything. It's like wow we have a we got some traction and we want to keep growing it then maybe that'll give me the push that i need to to be more active on social media or something
0: nah dude i never want to use i never want to use social media as a platform like that you know what you know what the only thing that i really want more followers for is to be able to do stuff because like I always see like these pages doing like giveaways and stuff. And it's like, I want to reward the people who follow us and like, listen to our podcast, because like, I mean, it's way more fun when there's actually people listening to you. And I hope that someday we can get to a point where not only are people listening, but we can get like a semi-frequent interaction. You know, I'm not talking like every day like I want to be talking to people on the Instagram because we both have jobs and stuff like I, I, I just don't have that kind of time and mental capacity but I would love to have like just people to talk to about board games it's like I love talking about board games with you I can't imagine that I wouldn't love talking about it to other people too so why not?
1: Yeah, like if we had a small community of listeners that, that like I think that's my goal right now with the podcast is like after we do an episode about a game, um, either we're hyped for it or we had, you know, certain things to say about it. And then we had like feedback within the week of people after they've digested and listened to the episode like, hey, I disagree with you. And then we can actually like have a discussion, further discussion about that game that we just played. I think that would personally be really cool. Um, something that would that could if it grew out of this podcast for me, at least.
0: Oh, dude, totally, because, like, I got dumped on by our entire game group on Discord because of my thoughts on Arkham Horror, and, like, I could have really used some backup, because I'm sure there's people out there that feel the same, just not any of you, like, FFG simps in here.
1: You're the one that owns, like, every out-of-print FFG games, mister. I didn't say I
0: wasn't a simp. I'm just saying you guys are also simps. (laughs)
1: okay as long as you acknowledge it we're all in this together
0: yeah like I I I will die on this hill like I'll do this podcast whether we have a million listeners or zero listeners if it's just us talking about games or just whatever I'll record every bit of it and just post it and maybe when aliens come to visit they'll hear our podcast and be like we'll spare these two we need (laughs) them for entertainment
1: that's that's a long game right there
0: (laughs) Uh but other than that, man, um what else have you noticed about twenty twenty two? Like anything different for you gaming wise? Because I have a lot to go into about this.
1: I mean, we just did our like end of the year uh games ranking and you saw how different my my top ten or my top fifty or whatever has shifted in my gaming taste. I think 2022 was like the my recalibration year with how I approach games having a, a toddler running around now and how it's so much harder to just even get solo gaming in. So like we've talked about moving more towards event games or being more more particular games because it's more about quality over quantity now. So I think that was a big shift on my gaming front from 2022. Uh I really only want to play games that I know I love and then if it's a new game it's something either it's like a really hyped up kickstarter or something that i've been eyeing so this is kind of where my trend is it's i definitely haven't bought as many games this year either i bought small stuff thinking i'd get it to the table but i've realized that was a a failed endeavor cuz you know i keep buying these certain games like oh me and my wife will will get back to it and then you know i as you can tell i've been sick all year too so it's been a, it's been a little bit rough on that front
0: Yeah, I kind of can echo some of that. I can't say that I've bought less games because for some weird reason, like this year has been like Mm -hmm. the year for big Kickstarters because like I fell into like that maybe post-COVID drought of not really a ton of games coming out. And I was just like, oh, well, I'll back this, I'll back this. And I'm looking at this log and like every single game that I backed is like this massive like like multi-box game you know we're talking like marvel zombies Z-mon. obviously cthulhu death may die season three and four Prime united iridia x-men like all these huge games and in the same time frame i've also gotten to a point where like i realized like i don't need every game Like I see these games and I'm like, oh, wow, this looks like it'd be really fun. But if it doesn't fall into my wheelhouse or it doesn't look like it's going to do something like unique in my collection space, like if I don't have this style of game, it's like it's never been so easy for me just to be like, meh, you know, I'll pass. And it's crazy, too, because like even like January version of me would have taken a gamble on like, um, Oh, shoot, I don't know, like Oathsworn, Aeon Trespass Odyssey, like all those big boss battler games. I'm just like, I would probably have backed this back in the day, played it a couple of times and been like, all right, I don't have time for a campaign game. It's time to go. But what ended up happening out of all these games is like, I did back um, Primal, The Awakening, which is, has like campaign elements. It's a boss battler, but it's like more one shot. And it had like that Marvel Champions style card play. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I needed a boss battler. It's got that Marvel champions race for the galaxy, like discard to pay for your cards mechanic. And I was like, I love Marvel champions. Like this could go hand in hand, you know? So I'm now looking at games that fill like very specific holes in my collection, like games that fit like a very niche situation where if someone ever said like hey do you have a one-shot boss battler with customizable card play i'm like yes actually i do (laughs) it's gonna come in (laughs) in like eight months
1: (laughs) yeah who's gonna ask you for that though besides me everybody okay gotcha
0: but you know that's kind of like where my buying and my spending has gone like we had such a good time playing descent this year that I backed Aridia, you know, Mm kind of like that same style light RP, but fun tactical combat. Like I'm really hopeful that that game will recapture some of the magic that we had playing descent and Mm -hmm. like, but so many other dungeon crawlers have come out and I just immediately was just like, Nope, I got Aridia. It'll be here sooner or later. Like I'm willing to wait for that. Whereas like, Maybe 2021 me would have just been like, back this. I'll deal with it later. So that's something I've noticed for me at least.
1: Yeah, I, I think we we always just like we always ask each other too, like, hey, should I get this? And then we're like, oh, when we play, and then you know, then we come to our senses. Versus old version of us, like we would say, yeah, you said like you'll tell me, don't buy it. I'll still buy it. Uh, <laughs> dude what nowadays, are you talking
0: about tell me about this 3d printer that you said you're gonna let me test out first before you were gonna buy one yeah
1: but then i that had fomo and then i was on vacation one had too many drinks and i just forgot to cancel the pledge i was whenever you show me something good i either back it or i put a dollar into it so that i will give me the reminders and then half the time i forget or so life events happen
0: are you telling me that i should stop sharing cool projects with you
1: no, you should definitely share cool projects. I have disposable income; I need to still spend at some point, you know. All right, I'm not here's buying as many what I'm going do.
0: Games. Here's what I'm gonna do. If I like a board game, I'm just gonna share it with you and be like, "Whoa, this looks great!" and then just hope you back it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good move. Let's see what it, you've gotten me to get. What things I've backed in 2022 that off of your recommendation or alerts, I guess, is a uh, Sky Tear. I think was one of them.
0: Well, uh, no, that definitely was not me.
1: No, I thought the Sky the Tear. Game no that was for sure
0: mark oh yeah the um, the the card bad the card co-op one
1: it's a development race so that's coming i'm hyped about that and if my wife asks you got me to buy that four thousand (laughs) dollar board game table that i did last august
0: uh (laughs) is that why is that why she hasn't been inviting me over lately (laughs) no is that what you money. told her
1: i haven't told her i have to sell my current table first oh my so before, god. I, before i break the news to her what is <laughs> happening here? if she would listen to the podcast she'd be in the privy so oh my
0: god i'm never gonna be allowed over again if you tell her this
1: <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see what we'll we'll, we'll we'll update you guys on the podcast when the table delivers at some point that's it uh, two yeah that's two a
0: things? Sky, tear,
1: sky tear uh i don't know what else the, the printer I can't remember what other games other games you've talked we've talked about but I just decided I didn't need other games
0: mm, that's good I guess I mean it sucks that uh it sucks that like we're not buying as much because I do feel that there is still like a little bit of FOMO with me like for a lot of games but oh yeah you know for what? Sure. I'm now just like throwing stuff on my trade list and if like a Kickstarter comes in and I'm like, "Uh, this didn't really work for me, like someone will trade for it because like these Kickstarter games, like man, it's like people just want them like, like it's just if there's any kind of buzz for it, it's just like crazy, like a frenzy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we we all move. uh, It's pretty easy to move games in our area too, so which makes it easier for, for us to hit the buy button on a lot of things.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. And also, like, um, you like talking more about, like, our top 25s that we did recently, I loved that all these, like, dry-ass Euros moved out of your top 10 and top 20. Like, I remember you had, like, Castles of Burgundy and, like, all these random games that were made in like 1985 and I'm really glad that those are off and they've been replaced with like fun trashy games that I like to play. I mean, I
1: think my top 20 is still half its Euros still I want to say. Let's see what we got.
0: Yeah but top 20. To like out, I'm, I'm more probably. interested in your top 10. Like the top 10 has been clearly like majority trashy games now. When I feel like less than a year ago you probably like majority Euros in your top 10.
1: Yeah that's definitely your influence and then Board Game Arena I think is a big thing because you know the puzzle of a euro is 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 you know the, the medium weights there's a lot to explore but when i can crank out you know a 100 plays of a game on board game arena what's there left to explore after a while right and other than the competitive element and then even that gets tiresome after a while yeah but the trashy games you know it's your company that that makes it the experience so i think that's why that's elevated my preference or at least my rankings for those more trashy games, because when we play them, it's like, it's, you know, you got the narrative, the, you got the, the meta, the narrative, and then just, um, just the unpredictability, but it's not really a puzzle to figure out. It's just more of an experience.
0: You know, like, um, in the beginning of this little segment, you had mentioned just something very briefly about quality over quantity. And, one of the things that I've really become like more aware of this year is that the quality of the experience is almost as important as the quality of the gameplay. You know, like you could have a really, really great game, but with the wrong group or with the wrong type of players, it just isn't going to hit. You know, like we have this discussion with Chris about Nemesis. Like, in my mind, Nemesis is The absolute perfect perfect game game for Chris and his friends based on his descriptions of like how they play and like having played TI4 with them. I'm like, this is for sure going to be a hit. And it fell completely flat. I still don't understand why. And obviously, like there are just some games that will never appeal to a certain type of gamer. But as important as the mechanics and the theme and all that stuff about a game is to a group a game can really truly be elevated by playing with the right people. And I'm very thankful that you can like admit that like, oh, playing these games with you is more fun and has influenced your perception of these types of games. Whereas maybe if like you're playing those games with Chris, they might fall completely flat, you know, might be completely boring, unexciting and Probably super easy, runaway win for you when you play with Chris versus with someone like me.
1: I don't know about that. Chris is a he's a he's a he's successor to my my Euro Master days, I think. What's your uh,
0: what's your record against him in AFFO? By the way,
1: uh, I don't want to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, but, he's beat
1: me. He's beat me before the very first time we played.
0: Wow! In it was it nin- was a beating in 1982
1: during the the finding or the during the early years of the board game group that we formed.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just kidding cuz like I mean, you know I love playing with Chris, but Oh yeah, Chris. You're yeah, you're absolutely right though. Like playing a certain game with a certain group really brings it to a level like way above the game's weight itself. Like the uh, the punching weight of a game is could be way higher than it has any right to be just because you had such a great experience, you know? Like playing Descent, we went from a ten to a nine to a seven, and like our actual experience playing it, it was so great, and it tapered off towards the end. But there's a lot of people who, if they don't, if they didn't go through the lengths that we did to make it like an optimal experience with the projector, the RP, the painted minis, like. That legitimately could like reduce someone's perception of the game easily.
1: I think so too. I think the very first time you introduced descent to me, um, before we even got to the RP stuff, I think you had worked really hard to like paint all of it to like to like give me that the impression because you you didn't finish all of it, but you had enough. Like all the heroes were painted, um, most some, like half the monsters are painted. So like it made the game really pop. And then the app, you know, and then we started doing voices, and it, it, that, I think that's what elevated that experience for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's just like I think about all the games that like oh, going back to Nemesis. The first time we played Nemesis, you were just like whatever. This is not your kind of game. You didn't think it was very engaging, blah blah blah. But a change in mindset about how you approach the game plus how I tend to like r- like run the game, I guess, like kind of like my demeanor towards how we interact with each other, made the game where you actually wanted to play it on multiple occasions, and this was a situation that I never thought would have happened with you. Like with ne- <laughs> at least with Nemesis. Like I like when you said, "Man, I really want to play Nemesis." I was like, "Who is this?
1: What?" It's new Are me, st- baby.
0: New year, new me.
1: Yeah, your prodigy, the prodigal son has returned, <laughs> like you said.
0: But yeah, like I, I mean, it's it's very flattering. To hear you say like that these games have become better in your eyes because of who you're playing with, i.e. me. And I can say the same because for some weird ass reason, I've been on this Euro kick lately like it's so
1: weird man i, slow, I
0: don't know I, I don't
1: comprehend this like we played ark nova once and then you're like i just bought three more euros and i'm like what the heck man
0: <laughs> dude ark nova is really really good like it's really good and i cannot like
1: can you can you announce the score that what this final score was so that chris can have validation for the future
0: he yes just, he asked me requested me yes for the record we tied and you got a victory over total <laughs> <laughs> resources remaining.
1: Oh yeah, it was that close. Chris it was, was so mind.
0: close, dude. You eked me out by one credit on the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. But it's oh, nothing yeah, it's not, like it's not when I, it's, I, it's, I its Yeah, it's nothing like when I beat Chris by like 30 something points. So don't worry <laughs> about it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But like, yeah, uh I've been on this weird Euro kick. Like we played Arc Nova. I played Everdell with Karen just the other day, and I was like, man, I'm really digging this. And I got Endless Winter in a trade uh, very recently, today actually, and I'm kind of looking forward to that too. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the antithesis of what you're going through. It's like
1: because yeah, I got Marvel Crisis Protocol that came in this <laughs> week, while you got Euro. Like, and like,
0: no, what is happening? Like, did we like
1: Like our brains swap? Or Bro, we're like, what happened no.
0: here? We are we are Yin and Yang. We are we were in balance. perfect balance. You decided to upset the scale, and like like the universe was just like okay, Dudley, Euro time. And <laughs> I'm just like picking up all these euros. Like I'm like maybe we could play Endless Winter this weekend. I don't know. And you're like, what? No. What the? We have Marvel Crisis Protocol. What are we playing Endless Winter for? I
1: know. It's already painted and everything. I just got to re-glue some stuff together and I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, but that's funny. But yeah, like uh, for sure, uh, quality over quantity. Like I'm, n- I'm no longer going to force myself to like play games just to play games, you know? I'm willing to wait, play with the people I want to play, play the games I want to play, and really have like the full experience rather than just uh, being able to just check off a list and say like, oh, I played a game this week. It was, it was fine. You know, like I want it to be a memorable event and that's how I always viewed board gaming. And that's how I wanted to stay, you know?
1: Yeah, I think when um, coming out of the pandemic, I was still like, we had had formed the board game group pre-pandemic and then, we were trying to see if we, the board game we would even survive going through the pandemic. And then 2021 happened. I think that kind of started, we started being more cohesive. And then this year, 2022, I think just gaming with everybody with the limited time, it just um, made me feel like, like who I game with and what time I have now. It's very important to just to play the games that we want to play and, and make those experiences as best as possible versus um uh, pre-pandemic times when I was still trying to find like a solid group and you know I was just spamming r- games playing random people um agreeing to play games that I had no interest in just because I would, wanted to just get a chance at game but now that we have a pretty solid core group like I feel that that's given like that's taking my personal enjoyment of the gaming hobby itself to the next level
0: yeah I'm definitely with you I think I've said it before maybe on podcast I can't remember it's like I'm really grateful for our gaming group, although these days like we don't really get to meet nearly as much as we used to, but it's still nice to always have like a group to fall back on and just be like, hey, these are a group of guys that I'm really comfortable playing with and are pretty much willing to play anything. So that's yeah, that's for sure a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know what else is crazy about this year?
1: Uh, You tell me.
0: I suddenly became a solo gamer. Um, We've
1: touched on that a little bit, but yeah, for sure.
0: I don't know how it happened because prior to this year, you know, I tried all the big solo games, you know, Robinson Crusoe, Spirit Island, Nemo's War, um, Under Falling Skies, Marvel Champions, and I don't know what it is. But, like, those games just, I could not really figure out why they didn't work as a solo game. Because, like, it was like I enjoyed playing it, but for some reason I never had, like, the desire to pull it out. And this year, I don't know if it's just partially because time has been, like, a little bit more limited for us to play. And I've had, like, the opportunity to play solo games. But, I mean, I'm kind of on, like, this weird tear about solo games like i own multiple games that are only solo games final girl and hoplomachus victorum coming and i've bought a lot of games that are advertised as multiplayer games but are actually best solo you know like my uh, last uh, solo my last and only solo pod was about imperium legends like i freaking love that game i still love it. like i'm about to use this new 3d printer to print out an insert for that game just so i could like streamline the setup even more like i don't know how this happened but i think finding the right balance of depth and setup and etc like i found like the sweet spot where it works for me because like previously setting up like a big euro to play solo like robinson crusoe or terraforming mars there's no way i was ever gonna play scythe solo That, that that is like way too much game to try to play solo no matter how streamlined the gameplay is it's just like too much stuff to manage with like the opposing factions and stuff you know like it's just too much but yeah
1: there's a really good crop of i think there's a really good market for solo gaming now too like the like back in the day when you would everyone like a game would just shoe in a solo mode for like a a Kickstarter and it would be like really kind of half-baked ideas but nowadays like you said there's all these games that are designed to be solo that excel at being solo so I think that's I think it coincides with your your kind of revelation because the market for it before was this beat your score euro solos and and you know we had like Nemo's War those older games that were solo but I don't know if they're in the same tier as a as the new games that come out now.
0: Definitely not for me. Cause I do feel like on Kickstarter, there was like a small when like brief period where every game started, including a solo mode and it was just like super tacked on. It was like, like, Oh, we'll flip a card and the AI scores 12 points this round and blocks the space. Now you have to try to match it. And it's like, Eh, okay, like it's it's a puzzle I'm trying to work out and they're throwing like a variable obstacle at me for me to try to overcome. But I feel like this most recent crop of solo games, at least like that I am interested in, all have really taken a step up on the quality of the AI and it feels like you're playing a real person and Maybe some of the management of the AI is a little bit more fiddly than it was previously, but it feels so much more satisfying when like, like in Imperium or Final Girl, especially it's like you flip this card and it's exactly the last thing you could want to happen. And you can't help, but like smile and just be like, I knew it. Like of all the things this could have been, this is exactly where the killer went and this is exactly what he did to ruin my strategy. And those kind of feelings are what drives me to continue to play solo games versus like, you need to score 75 points for an A-plus victory. Pfft, okay, whatever. That's not very satisfying to me at all. But yeah, I don't know. I... I I don't know. It's like I never thought that I would be in this position to be as into solo gaming as I am now. And I mean, with the rate that our podcast is going, it could be a solo gaming podcast. Solo gaming, solo podcasting.
1: I mean, it's in the title already, one chit. So, you know, if you if you just took over and kicked me out, you can still turn it to solo. In the title,
0: no one would question it. I'll never kick you out. We are ride or die, dude. Did you not hear the yin and yang reference earlier?
1: Yeah, so you know, I'm gonna play off of the your solo like this year's revelation for me um, ties into board game arena. Like, being able to play with random people, um, like with the euros and stuff, has been like amazing for me because I always had to you know pre board game arena and just playing euros in general. Like, my wife had a certain type of game that she liked, but I have all these other euros that I love, but I never had one to play with. But now that they're all getting ported over to board game arena, I'm getting that fix that i wanted versus me trying to simulate two-handed or play solo mode i'm playing with real people that make real moves and it's not like a it's not you know like a like a robotic ai or anything. these are real people and they're coming with their own strategies and and, and i'm finding where i stand against it or i'm just finding that challenge and you know playing against real people has been really um made some of the games that i didn't consider or where I liked or I wanted to play more, but I never got a chance to, but Board Game Arena's opened that, uh, that, that avenue for me to, to constantly play those games. And like, I think right now with the, the, these group of people that I found online, we've been playing a Feast for Odin a lot. We play Caverna, um, Agricola, like all those classic UAs that I love that no one really cares for anymore. It feels like, but now I have all these people that it feels like they love it as much as me. So it's been really cool to get to play all those games and it, reinforces to me like i i enjoy playing games with people more than just sitting here playing by myself with solo games and i still there's a still place for solo games for me but um you know if rather than setting up a solo game on a weeknight when i'm tired uh, i can log into board Game arena play a game for 30 40 minutes with some people if i want to so that's 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 been really big game changer for me at least
0: I can relate to that, but with Marvel Snap rather than Board Game Arena. So, <laughs> like, I get it, game, sir. dude. It is a board game. Like, it's a lane yeah, battler. It
1: yeah, it is. It's cards and everything. It was. It it's could just be digital. Yeah, yeah. Which is board but Board Game
0: Arena. That's kind of cool. You know, I never really thought about it like that because if you look at Board Game Arena as like the super most advanced AI possible, you kind of are playing like a solo game versus an absolute realistic AI. So yep. that's actually a really cool analogy to make about board game arena. I still struggle with trying to play tabletop games on like board game arena. I think mostly because it's like so Euro heavy and I'm so much like, like I need the,
1: the trash talk. The, yeah.
0: Like just the environment, the, the feel like the whole, like just experience of the thing. Like, Board Game Arena just doesn't offer that to me plus the game pool is not really in my wheelhouse although hey if we keep going the way we go you know you never know I could be the euro guy going forward I don't
1: know man if I was the euro guy and I have fallen off there's no way you become the euro guy I, I know can't see it happening That's a I know. that's one more point that I want to make up Board Game Arena it's like some of the euros I thought I loved and then I played on Board Game Arena I realize they're not that good or I don't love them as much anymore
0: Really because, which uh, kind which ones
1: so maybe because like some of those games lend to being better because of like being played in person or playing with the group of people I enjoy versus random people. Um, so like a uh, Great Western Trail, you know, it was a number one year of all time, and I played it so when it was when it dropped in Board Game Arena, I played it all the time, and it was fun. Um, you know, I beat some people, other people beat me. I realized there's like way more strategy than I even thought was possible, but I don't think I. I realized I didn't want to get into it that deep, and then also the the you know euros hit hit their end point that's that's a real we've talked about and even with great western trail like i I will still play that anytime my wife asks me to play it and and i'll never turn down a game of it but i've hit that wall on great western Trail. like i've explored what i needed to and that's that was my number one euro that i think that's why a feast for odin surpassed it finally this year
0: dude this uh, is crazy i had no idea that you were i guess like experiencing this because of board game arena
1: yeah, the, bur- the burnout, the Euro burnout. Is, is well, it, it got ex- expedited, or it sped up my uh, burnout for, for Euros, I think, was was the board game arena.
0: I mean, how many plays of A Feast for Odin do you have on board game arena right now?
1: Mm, probably like 100 plus, 110.
0: Dude, there's no way. You're at 80 like five months ago.
1: Uh, I haven't played as much anymore, so.
0: I guess, but still. like that's. one or two. Like, I
1: think the asynchronous play on Board Game Arena also hurts it a little bit because um, when you're trying to play a strategy game, it's like I, when you're dialed into one game, you're focusing, you're just thinking possibilities. That's a satisfying feeling that Board Game Arena doesn't offer either because when you play asynchronous, you know you might have two or three games running or even one game, but you take you know, six hours between your last turn it's It kind of takes away some of that, that luster. Like, I personally do not like playing Great Western Trail on Boarding Arena, so I probably would never suggest it on there at least anymore. I need to play in person. When well, I did play in person with Mark and Melissa maybe a co- couple months ago, and, and I had a great time playing it in person, but, like, Boarding Arena, some of the Euros just don't work for me anymore.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, I remember I played Great Western Trail with you and Catherine a while back, and, like, obviously you guys have, like, 50-some-odd plays of that game versus my like, three like, yeah. you both would take, like, I would take my turn, and I'm thinking about my next turn, and then it, like, comes back to me. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't even thought through what I was going to do yet. It's already yeah, that back game, to me. The game so,
1: like, me and Kathleen can play that game maybe an hour now.
0: Probably less, honestly. I, two players? I don't see how I could take an hour for you guys. Like, you went so fast.
1: It just depends on the market. Like yeah, a, it's like a lot of it's like both
0: of out. you guys bullied me into making bad decisions because it Kevin was like.
1: bullies you, okay? She is the alpha Euro gamer,
0: dude, she for sure. Taught
1: me, she taught me how to be good at games, okay.
0: <laughs> Will she teach me? Because I definitely <laughs> could use some help.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if she'll teach you after I picked picked you over her for root. So <laughs> I think that bridge I think that bridge has
0: been burned. That was the uh, that was the first victory that. Like, was the catalyst for my four game win streak? <laughs> never going back. But, uh, ooh, I have a question. So, you said that you played A Feast for Odin with like the same group of guys on Board Game Arena. Yeah. Would you ever envision a, first of all, do you tell them about our podcast?
1: Uh, I've never mentioned our podcast. No. Oh my
0: God. You're the worst social media social, manager I know, ever. I, know. I forgot okay, we had social fine, media. For fine, a little fine, fine. Um, would you ever consider meeting them in person one day and playing like a Feast for Odin person? Like, I mean, not right now, because obviously they could be serial killers, but like, what if like, you know, after a year of playing on board game arena, you are playing other games. You have like your own little online game group plus your real life game group. And one day they're just like, Hey, Johnny, I'm going to be in Dallas for, you know, a weekend. Would you want to get together to play a Feast for Odin? Would you do it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like, that's kind of cool. Been playing with if I game with them, well, I actually meet one of them in person all the time already, or kind of. Uh, Chris is into that group now. He's 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 got his hand in all the board game groups. I invited him to the, my Euro group on on Board Game Arena.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah. I
1: didn't yeah, so, know that. So that so that's one person we I would meet all the time. But the other two randos, I guess, uh, if they ever if we game enough and you know we became like friends versus acquaintances and or they just were in town you know I would be down to meet them up like if they if they showed up tomorrow I'd be like hey you want to hang out I'd be like damn yeah, I'm good but you know down the line if if I'm gaming them consistently online then I could see them you know joining into that 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 circle of friends at least
0: yeah that's pretty neat it reminds me of like my uh World of Warcraft days in college because like we played so much WoW with like the same people for years that I remember we went to go visit, um, one of our friends, like my real life friend, Lewis in Virginia. And one of our guildmates lived like, I think like, or went to school, like about an hour away from where we were staying. I can't even remember where it was anymore. And he's just like, Hey, would you guys want to meet up? And like me and like two, like two of my real life friends that I played WoW with met up with just like a random guild mate. And it was just like, 19 20 year old me was just like wow i never thought something like this would happen now as like a adult it's like this doesn't seem weird at all to me anymore i don't know why so i was i was curious that sounds like it'd be really cool
1: yeah that does sound pretty cool um it's just uh i think that's part of the the charm of the hobby because like if you think about all the people i see the most in our friend circle now is people that i play board games with you mark melissa chris tyler and all those guys like uh it's those people that I play board games with. Those are the ones I see the most. I still have my other old friends, but, you know, we only see each other for special occasions, weddings, baby showers, and things like that. So it's, it's cool to have these friendships to form from board games.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on Pod before, but I know that we've talked about it in person. It's because, like, we've gotten to a point where time is so valuable now is that you want the games that you play to be worth your time whether it's the game itself or the people you're playing with. But I've also unfortunately reached a point where like my friends want to hang out and I'm totally fine with that. But sometimes they do stuff that I don't really want to do. And I just go because it's like, oh, I haven't seen this friend in months. You know, like I'm talking like childhood friends that I've had for like 20 plus years. Like I'm like, eh, I'll catch them next time. But then, like, you're like, hey, man, you want to come over and play, I don't know, Root? I'd be like, yeah, I'll be there in, like, 15 minutes. Like, there's not <laughs> even, like, a hesitation, you know?
1: No, it's it's so true, especially coming out of the holiday seasons. And it's not even over yet because we got, like, New Year's. We got Lunar New Year's. We got birthday stuff coming. So it's like constant things like, you know, and I'm like, if, you know, if like, for example, like, you know, if we have New Year's Eve and you're, you're like, hey, I got some guys together to play like StarCraft this weekend, you in, I'd be like, I would probably like beg Catherine to like, let me, let me go out to just like skip New Year's Eve festivities to like do, or if my friends invited me to like a New Year's party or something and you were like, let's come over, we'll play uh, route or something like you said, I'd be like, okay, skip the party. Let's,
0: let's just, let's go play games instead. Yeah, no, I feel you. And like, you know, we we talk about this like it's all we do. Like, no, we, like, we both know that me and you have other interests outside of board gaming. But it's like if you put me in a situation where I have to choose between something that I truly love in doing with people that I also love or doing something that I don't particularly care for, even if it is with people that I really, really care about. I'm going to pick the thing that, like, the the <laughs> double double dip on the win here, you know? I want to do yeah. what I want with the people I want to do it with. Like, it's no question. And especially now, it's like, I've got, like, a baby coming. It's like, I already see how the amount of time that I will have is going to become even more valuable. in trying to manage, like, all the hobbies that we both have plus obligations with friends and trying to keep up with just the actual things I want to do. It's like, how, I I don't know how anyone is doing this. I don't know how you're doing it with having Jack, but you're sick all the time. So maybe you're not really doing it that much after (laughs) all.
1: You know, I just, uh, I like, uh, I just peak and then, then I crater really hard is usually what what it feels like. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I'm hitting my stride. And then, Oh, you got, you got Ebola. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, man, we then were I, on a pretty I, good tear until you got like that weird paralysis thing going. <laughs> ever that since even, that, it's that been was even downhill. Even
1: the, that wasn't even the worst illness I had this year. Like everyone <laughs> that has kids, if if you like, if you hear that your daycare has hand, foot, mouth disease, like run Just far away, keep pull
0: your <laughs> kid leave your kid, out. Leave your kid there is until it w- passes. The worst
1: disease I've ever had in my entire life. I would wish it on nobody.
0: Dude, you were paralyzed for four days this summer that was from stress.
1: I, I was just chilling though, like you know, I just can't move a little bit on my left side, but good place. Still, still played games on you know, my right hand was still working, so I could play on Board Game Arena. But like, I'm gonna my try my disease.
0: best. I'm gonna try my best not to make this joke. Can we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, next topic. <laughs>
0: Oh my! Okay, you're trying to get us canceled. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, I don't know, dude. 2022 has been—it's been wild for me. Like a lot has went on. You know, uh, our—we started the year off with BachelorCon, which was like a premier gaming experience for me. Like that was just incredible, and then like got married which was also nearly as cool as uh, bachelor con but I mean, no you i'm you just kidding
1: rising on your ma- ma- wedding day so i'd say the wedding is up there for sure
0: yeah but i also yeah. remember losing terribly twice. in yeah, uprising I lose twice. Yeah. yeah like i my i was too distracted that day to play games i had a lot going on <laughs> but like it's been a big year for me we're expecting a child move to a new house like it's been a great year, man. And I just really hope that whatever the next year has in store for us, we just keep this momentum going, you know, like all of our work stuff, family stuff. I wanted to keep being great. Our podcast, I want to keep recording and see what we can do to make the show better, what games we're going to be talking about, because there's some really cool stuff I want to get to with you. And then also simultaneously, just being able to keep up with our friend group and playing more games because come May, I don't know what my time's going to be like, but it's definitely not going to be as free as it is now. So we'll yeah, see um,
1: when the the baby comes, you got that three month kind of quarantine period there, but you know, uh, whatever you need, I'll, I'll make, I'll squeeze any kind of game that you need during that time frame Cause you did yeah. it for me when, uh, when I had Jack last year.
0: Oh yeah. We were passing Jack around like a first player marker. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be so Hey, that's can't wait to do that with your kid. That's
0: the one that easy stage. I know I, now, I know how to handle him. Yeah, now it's like, Jack, come here. No, let me just cause a ruckus while you guys are trying to play.
1: Yeah, he's a he's the the bear of bad luck. If he comes around and you hold him, you're probably gonna lose that game.
0: <laughs> Has but, that uh, been happening like, for you guys?
1: For me at least. Anytime he comes over, it's like, oh, if we're playing a strategy, I'm like, I'm screwed. Cause uh whatever I'm thinking about, like he's 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 so energetic now that it's like it just completely distracts every me and maybe anyone around me that's uh, okay like, though but but like looking at this year it's really crazy like um because you know coming to this year you know my, my hobbies were board gaming and and that was kind of it i didn't really, i had a mini- miniature painting which i don't think i qualified as a hobby anymore because i barely do it but then we picked up um podcasting as a new hobby uh, mm-hmm. picked up jujitsu um, and all those things are very time consuming, and I'm kind of amazed. You know, I think it's kudos to my wife for sure, that allowing me to, to do all these things. Um, and then you know, you got you and the board game group accommodating my schedule. But like, it's been cool that I've been able to pick up all this stuff. And then we got to go, and I we found time to fly to Gen Con this year on a whim, kind of. Um, just kind of just a lot of things happening, and not as big as your year, but just being finding the balance of fatherhood and gaming, and kind of. I feel like I, I have a. I'm in a good spot. Um, Obviously, I want to do more board game. I want to do uh, more podcasting, go to more jujitsu classes, all that fun stuff. But I think I'm just, I feel like I'm in a good spot heading into 2023 with how I balance my family life versus my hobbies right now. So hopefully, you know, you'll be in the same boat as me, minus the illness part.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, so too. It sounds terrible. (laughs) Although, like. Although thinking about this partial paralysis with only access to one hand, like that might not be so bad.
1: <laughs> You're going to go back to that. Uh. So the one <laughs> thing you took out from my little little, little blurb here.
0: Um, you know, I almost feel pretty bad about this because we're like capping off 2022 about like some of our shared experiences. And like, I totally forgot to mention Gen Con. Like, how could we forget Gen Con? Like,
1: it was a big event.
0: That was a, honestly, it's not even just a big event. I honestly feel like it was kind of like a big, like, milestone for me and you as friends, you know,
1: like... We can travel together.
0: Yeah, like, I, I have friends that I have known for over half my life that I haven't ever solo traveled with, like, ever. Like, we've gone as a big group, but there's a lot of, like anxiety and trepidation going to a a trip with one other person especially sharing a room with said person it's like you could be the greatest friends in a group setting but put two people in a room or together at something like a convention like gen con for three four days it's like you never know what could happen people could just suddenly turn into like the most annoying people in the world just after spending more than like two days with someone. And I'm glad that we made it through Gen Con without killing each other. That was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty big highlight for us. I think it made us better friends, definitely better like gamer friends for sure, but just better friends in general.
1: No. Yeah. Not me going to your wedding. That'd make us better friends. Gen Con was a, a,
0: Oh yeah. I forgot you were. (laughs) I forgot I made you a groomsman in my wedding.
1: I'm still only number eight, so it's, it's okay.
0: Yeah, but there was only eight. <laughs> I just want to make sure you knew that you were eight of eight.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Don't worry. I but think yeah. if I could redo it again, you might crack the top seven, like number All seven.
1: Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Gen Con, like, uh, I didn't I didn't have the same anxiety as you because I feel like um, just gaming is a good way for me personally. It's just to read people and how I mesh with them because how your demeanor is, the kind of banter and table talk and how we play off of each other. Obviously we had a podcast at kind of Gen Con and if we can do that I, I wasn't too worried about Gen Con unless like we roomed up together and then you're like a, a nudist or you were like you're like hey, just throwing your, your crap all over my side or something weird <laughs> like that. Then that could have been a deal breaker, but you know, it was it was a smooth trip. Um, we pumped out a lot of content. Everything was it was it was one of the best trips of the year probably for me.
0: Yeah. I had a great time. Like it was, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I want it to be a annual thing, but it also like saying that out loud and out loud. Now I'm like, "Hmm, baby comes in May gen cons in August. What deal am I going to have to make with my wife to make this happen? And I don't see a, path to victory here so I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna really have to like dig deep and find something like maybe she will accidentally hit me with her car and I can hold that over her for like a couple weeks and be like I heard that there's a top-notch medical center in Indianapolis week like the second week of August I think I have to go yeah that's the only way
1: I'll write you a doctor's note
0: (laughs) Uh, My optometrist (laughs) says that I need to go to (laughs) JetCon.
1: His vision depends on it.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll
1: figure it out. Hopefully, you know, I'm hyped for it. Um, We'll see if we can pull it off. Uh, But, you know, we'll see. 2023 is going to be a wild year just just like this year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But you know what? Can't wait. It's going to be awesome
1: um i can't think of anything else that i need to recap about 2022 we hit the highlight events the gaming shift what else you know are we what missing
0: here? i got the best thing to cap off this podcast probably our last podcast of the year yeah for sure tell me your mm, biggest surprise of or all board game related biggest surprise of the like the year something a game you play that you had no idea would be this good i know it's guards of atlantis but I'll, I'll hear it from you um a moment that was super memorable this year and a game that you're hyped for next year we'll cap it off you'll do those three i'll do my three and then we'll call it a night
1: okay um let's see board game related event well the easiest one, you know, besides you know beating you at Guards of Atlantis, is I think would be it's a team
0: game. Your team uh-huh. beat my team. I mean, I did most of my heavy ass in a team lot of the games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. Event wise, there's so many to pick from because we did the top ten events, or that's top top ten board gaming moments in our entire life. But for this yeah. year, I would put it a, as a tie between Gen Con and Bachelor Con for board game because like those were like we tried so many games where we played all these great games like that's a uh, you can't really top that experience for for gaming at least so i, would I was actually I would,
0: more referring to like actual like gameplay moment like if you like pulled uh, off some you said board epic, game
1: related you said board game related yeah i guess wise.
0: i guess you're right
1: epic wise uh, let me think here this, i mean cards of landis we didn't have the big kill shot moment no
0: you yeah. steamrolled us <laughs>
1: yeah that's because i play two-handed so i could talk to myself that was a little easier yeah that i way. was
0: majorly cheating <laughs> um
1: i still think Tebaru still blows my mind because i think about it all the time Tebaru's system and uh the the zodiac uh the bad karmas in the, the zodiac yeah like i i have it in my cart like ready to check out like i just think it's ambitious that they they plan on Putting the game out by like spring twenty twenty three, so wow. I keep falling on it. As soon as they say they're ready to close that pledge manager, I like just take my money. Like that's it's a splurge that I am gonna go all in and on. Um, so, but yeah, when we play that game, like I don't, like I don't know, I, I I was so mesmerized. I think I was speechless because I thought it was so cool and how uh, the possible applications for it. So I think that I that is probably the best board game moment. Like just comboing on the leveling up or our skill set cards and just doing seeing the boss move around like it it's just kind of blew my mind what games are capable of.
0: Yeah, like I uh I think about if they made like a hidden movement game that's truly It'd hidden. Oh man, perfect. that's, that's got to be crazy.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um and then what was the other question that you had? The two other things I need to talk about.
0: Uh biggest surprise Oh, thing you're looking game you're looking forward to the most next year?
1: I'm looking forward to the most. Thinking of all the games i ba- uh, backed or games that are coming out to get back.
0: It doesn't even have to be a new game. It could be just a game that like you want to get to play. the table.
1: I don't really have anything left. I'm actually just clearing out my collection, selling games right now. The shelf of shame is so the the easiest way to clear out your shelf of shame is to just sell the games because then you're like, oh, I
0: don't <laughs> own it, so it's not there anymore. Yeah, no, I, I know that game. Like, It's like, oh, this game has been sitting here for like six months. I haven't even taken the shrink off. i have probably just let it go. Um, I
1: wouldn't say uh, Masters of the Universe because I don't Ooh. own a single one-versus-all game. So like, as far as like looking forward to all the, the batch of games coming in, that's probably my, my number one game that I'm hyped to try. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but it's Seamon, so it's going to be at least decent um hopefully you know i I didn't get the all in for it because i don't think i needed it which is a another thing that's changed from about 2022 is i don't go all in all the time anymore heard that that. so that's a so that's the one i'm looking forward to and then moments what's the final question
0: uh that's it those are the three the game that was the biggest surprise for you this year which you said was guards the moment which was uh uh-oh, I already forgot.
1: Gen Con slash Bachelor Con.
0: Nah, there's like a singular Teboru. game plan. Oh, Temporoo. yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. I was not listening. I was just thinking about my own answers. All right, well, you take and, it away. Give me your three. Uh. All right, my biggest surprise game this year for sure is Uprising, Curse of the Last Emperor. Like, the reason why I got that game was because I heard, um, crud, what's his name? Mike Walker? on uh shut up no not shut up sit down what's so very wrong about games Mm -hmm. and he just very casually mentioned like oh i've been playing this game it wasn't even like the review segment it was just like i've been playing this game called uprising it's like a co-op 4x game it's been really great and i was like co-op 4x i love 4x but i have no one to play it with and then i looked into it i was like ah there's not even any minis in this game what am i doing And I was just like, all right, let me just see if anyone's selling like, a a copy of the base game on BGG. And of course someone is listing it for like pretty much market value. And I was like, all right, whatever. And since then, like this game has just consistently, consistently impressed me. Every time we play, it just gets better and better. And we like the last time we played, we finally got out of the, uh, beginner mode like we had a pretty solid victory without all the advanced cards so like i'm really really looking forward to playing it next time again but with all the uh, more advanced items more advanced events and seeing how that shakes things up it's just like like you know in the beginning we were talking about niches that in our collections that needed to be filled and apparently, Co-op 4X was something that I never knew I needed. It's it it just clicks every single box. I love playing it. It's not like it's not even really that hard to teach. It's just so deep. Like I, I love that game, and that was by far the biggest surprise, consider considering like when it came out on Kickstarter. I saw it and I was just like, meh. Like it it looks cool, but. I just don't see how this would work. And then, of course, I'm so glad that, like, I took that plunge on it. Because it's, I think it's in my top, it's definitely in my top ten. I don't know if it's in my top five. It's it's, it's probably in, in it's my, my top, top five as
1: well, too. I'm pretty sure it's in both our top ten. I think. It's oh, like yeah. A number, I think it's, I can't remember what, I think it's, it's probably, like, number five or six on my rankings. I'd have to look at the list. I don't have it in front of me.
0: I actually think mine is at number four. Because if I'm thinking about my list now, number one's now StarCraft forbidden stars too many bones and i think number four might be uprising and either root or nemesis is right after it so it's somewhere in the top like between four and six like it's just shot up my list and i want to play it all the time but i only want to play it at three players now it was so fun at three
1: yeah, three was like two was great with us bouncing ideas, but having that third player like and up the, the ante cause like uh you just had to we had to cover for each other even like it leaned into that co-op element which we all love already.
0: Yeah, it was it's just the biggest surprise for me this year. Um as far as moments go, um, as far as like a physical event, for sure for me, it would be probably Gen Con, you know? Like all it's kind of like cheating because it's board game related, but I do appreciate that. I feel like our friendship has grown dramatically since then. And I'll always be grateful that A, you agreed to go on this trip with me. And also that it was originally Kyle's idea and he backed out. So it was just me. We we're like, yeah, let's just go. Screw him. We don't need him.
1: Yeah. We're like, what do we do? We're like, no, we're, we're going to go. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. There was like, it was like just the best, like, Bro trip to be honest with you. It was like there was how to ride a scooter. Oh my god, I almost died, dude. But you did it was just it was just fun and like that was that was just a great great board game adjacent moment. Um as far as plays go this year, um, actual gaming moment, uh (laughs) (laughs) this one's this one's actually no, this one's actually very vivid. Um at BachelorCon at my bachelor party, I don't know why I keep calling it bachelor con was we like, I had my friend long. Who's not like a gamer. He wants to, he like, he plays just to have fun, but he was just there. Cause he's one of my best friends and I, I'm fine with that. But he, you know, he gave a good effort and over the course of like, I think two days we played unfathomable three games of secret Hitler and, uh, the thing outpost at 31 and he was either the cultist in Unfathomable, the thing in the thing, and he was Hitler three times. So in five out of five hidden trader games, he was always the traitor in every single one. And literally at the end of the like the night, he's just like, Did you guys rig that? Like, how was I always Hitler? And I was like, I dude, I have no idea. Like it's just some weird twist of fate that weekend that my one non-gamer friend that was there was the guy that had to have the most difficult role in all the hidden trader games. And he won every single one of them, which was also super frustrating. Handled it like a champ. I know. That like it, it's it's not like anything epic, but it's just so funny to me. Like the way that like like games bring these moments that like are always so memorable. And that's just like the one guy that probably would have been best to be just like a bystander or like a, like a normal survivor, like not like a trader was a trader every single time. And he just crushed it. Yeah. And then, uh, game I'm looking forward to next year. Who? I am gonna just, go out and say that it is for sure going to be iridia yeah
1: that's what i, I I'd say
0: yeah i'm really hoping that it just recaptures just half of the magic that descent did and it's just like we can get that game back in our rotation where it's like okay we both know how to play we got the setup down we just show up pull it out ready to go And that's something that we've been kind of missing from our rotation over the last couple months. You know, we've been playing a lot of new games, learning new stuff, and it's great. But I also can see where the time is just not as efficient as it was when, like, I literally rolled up, Descent was set up in 15 minutes, and we were going, and then we packed it up and I left. It was just, like, perfect. You know, it was fun, fast. We got to squeeze in... Meaningful game time without having to commit like a whole a whole day, you know.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if we can find what I guess I would label as an anchor game for us in twenty twenty three would be really good, because you know sometimes we're too tired or we're burned out from learning all these new games, or I don't want to learn a new game or you don't want to learn a new game. It'd be really good to have a game like like Descent where. We both know it, you just bring it, um, and then it's like a campaign or our one campaign for the year, and we just keep rolling through it whenever we, we find time
0: for it. Yeah, uh, that's for sure going to be my most anticipated game. That and actually Stationfall. Stationfall, I'm really excited for. That one's going to be like Nemesis meets Battlestar Galactica, and the idea of it just sounds really really cool and it's just like right in my wheelhouse it, like they describe it as a party game for heavy gamers and i could not fit into that like like that wheelhouse any more than i could like want like that just sounds perfect for me but we'll see we'll, we'll see we'll see yeah more
1: review content in the future
0: god i hope so it's supposed to be fulfilling in like the next week or so so like Hopefully, it'll be here sooner than later, but we'll see. Okay. I, I can't wait. Same. But I think that's it for me, man. You got anything else you want to say?
1: No, I'm just glad to be back. Uh, hopefully, I won't be as sick as much in 2023. <laughs> it's uh, nice to kind of get knocked the rust off I'm not potting in a while. Uh, I'm trying a new setup into my game room now, so we'll see how the, the audio is. I think it's a little bit mixed still, so we'll see how it goes. And I'm always looking for ways to improve it.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's good to have you back. It's much more fun talking to you than talking to myself. And I like talking to myself. So you should take that as a big compliment.
1: It's okay. You don't have to suck up. I'm not going to leave you. Okay. I
0: don't believe you.
1: (laughs) It's it's, it's an audio now. You can just play it back. You said you're never leaving.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's my ringtone now every time you call. That's why I'll never leave you. (laughs) All right, y'all. As always, signing out. Thank you so much for listening. We are really, really sorry about the lack of content over the last two months. It's like we're almost through the holidays and the busy time of year for us work-wise. And we got some cool games coming. We have some games that are on the back burner that we're ready to talk about. But it's up to us. Let's try to knock them out, Johnny. Let's get some some games played and some episodes recorded.
1: We've gotten the games played. It's just time to get the podcast on top of it too
0: yeah all right y'all as always you can find us on instagram and i guess maybe twitter i don't know if elon will allow it uh they're both our handles are one shit wonder all one word our email is one shit wonder at gmail.com i'd like to give another shout out to our one listener that sent us an email we love you that was probably the best thing that's come out of this podcast so far so thank you so much yeah you're awesome dude or Judet, I don't know, actually. But um, that's it, y'all. Thank you again for listening.